Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you already know, I've been given the mandate to disseminate, tell everybody about the golden nuggets, about the the golden, the wisdom of God on how to divorce-proof your marriage. And so... I had a very powerful revelation last broadcast, so powerful that I almost passed away the night before. So obviously this information is very valuable and forces do not want people to have it. So I want to recap that powerful message and go Deeper. Okay, so the microspiral methodology. Once again, I want to say that there are some fundamentals that that people need to know that people no one tells anybody prior to them getting married, and then as they go through the process of uh, or the life walk of being married to someone, they learn some of these lessons, and some lessons they don't learn. And so, basically, number one lesson, we have an enemy. We have an enemy, and his name is Satan, and he is evil, he is vile, and he hates you, and he hates marriage with a passion. Why? Because marriage represents the image of God. When you have a man and woman in one accord, one in agreement, there's nothing that they can't achieve. So, number two you are dating your representative. Surprise, surprise, you're not dating the real person. You're dating the best version of that person because in during the dating phase, everybody talks their best, looks their best, smell their best, and acts their best. And you want to date someone through all the seasons of life, and you want to date the real person because that's who you're going to be married to. Number three, God has given us something to heal the wounding that happens when you're in contact, in close proximity with another human being. And marriage is the closest contact anyone can have with another human being. And there's a lot of wounding, self-inflicted, some not self-inflicted, by the spouse, spouses to themselves and to each other. And so God has given us supernatural sex, which is the bonding of the spouses. Spiritually, the bonding of the spouses in the soul realm, the mind, the will, and the emotion, and the bonding of the spouses in their bodies. This heals. It's a healing balm. It heals the wounds and seals the wounds so that Satan can't enter in again to try to destroy the marriage. Number four. There are four spiritual laws of love. There are four laws of love. The law of priority, marriage is number one. The law of uh, part of law of priority is number one. And then the law of pursuit, which is number two. And then the law of, that means you are doing the same thing you did when you were dating. You do it in your marriage. The law of Partnership, you're equal partners, but you have different roles and responsibilities. 
and the law of purity. And it's not just about physical purity, but purity in your your mind, your will, and your emotion, purity in your heart. Always thinking the best of your spouse, not receiving the messages and the, and the 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 things that Satan's trying to put in your mind to turn you against your spouse, right? And then, of course, we are wounded souls. Just being in this world, just being born in this world, we are wounded. And with each gash, each cut, each abrasion, everything that, that cuts and penetrates our wound leaves a gaping hole for Satan to enter in to destroy us. These are some fundamental foundational things. And then, of course, God gave me the revelation, the revelation of how this really works. We understand that faith is from above. It's from the Word of God, and faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And when you hear the Word of God and you do the Word of God, activate that Word, and we're going to get into that a little bit more, um, then the next stage is meditating on that Word so that in the soul realm, in the mind, and the will and the emotion is saturated with that word till you reach, I guess you would call the saturation point, the tipping point, and you believe. You believe in your soul. So you have faith that's in your spirit. You have belief that's in your soul. And your soul then becomes like a transparent glass where the Shekinah glory, where the, where the resurrection power of Christ Jesus comes, penetrates your soul goes through your soul and penetrates your body. This is where we have healing, 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 healing of the soul and healing of the body, healing of our our blood and our muscles and our bones, healing of all our organs and our even hair growth and nail growth. Oh, yes. Healing, 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 healing of our bodies. <laughs> it's phenomenal. But the atmosphere, the atmosphere for all of this to take place has to be an atmosphere of love. That's right, an atmosphere of love. And not just any kind of love. We must meditate on the love of God for us. His love is perfect. That perfect love. If we will fill our minds with the perfect love of God and if you will open up your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to open up your your mind and your eyes and let you see how God, how much God loves you, even in little things. I have to tell you a little thing was a big thing, really, that I knew that God loved me. I mean, I know God loves me, but, you know, you have to be reminded all the time. And, you know, I have a Dodge Caravan and... It's um, being used quite a bit. You know, I'm, I'm doing a lot more driving with the van because I got a few more responsibilities now than I normally didn't have. And I also have, I guess you would say, my daughter. <laughs> She's come back from FAU, Florida Atlantic University for a little while. And so she's driving my car and I'm driving back and forth and doing some things that I normally are not in my schedule. And, you know, and what has happened is that 
I just what what ends up happening is that um I don't know it it took a toll on the car. It was already I already bought it used, and but it was a it's still a good little car. But what was interesting was um, I had you know I went to AAA AAA replaced my battery. You know, they give me this long gear warranty on it. The service was excellent, but the battery died. And, you know, so I've been, we have been extremely careful with it because, you know, we didn't want, you know, the car, this is our main source of transportation. And <laughs> uh, this, all of a sudden, this, the battery light started coming on, and I knew we knew it was a new battery, so... What was the problem? And my um, boyfriend is a mechanic, and he said, it's, I, think, I believe it's the alternator. And, of course, he educated me on the alternator, and how the alternator um, basically charges the battery. And if the alternator goes bad, then you can't charge your battery and, you know, all those kind of things. And so, you know, we kept an eye on it, and, um, you know, it's not in my budget right now to buy an alternator. My big thing now is to pay the taxes on our family homes, and we have two family homes that I have to pay taxes on, and along with all my other responsibilities um, that I have to do. So I basically was driving, you know, to, I was doing my normal routine. I was coming by, I dropped off some dinner for my boyfriend, was on my way to um, the studio with my godfather, Doug Apple, to record this message. And and then after that, pick up my boyfriend, go to Bible study at All Nations Church. And it is awesome. 7 p.m. Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. And so I get to um, where my boyfriend is working. I run into the um, owner who is also elder of my church and my good friend Rodney. And we're sitting in our cars and chit-chatting a little bit about Bible study to that night and all that kind of stuff and told him I was on my way to the studio to record this message and da da da. So I pull up to my boyfriend's, um, he has a storage facility and he was in there tinkering away. And just when I pulled up, the car died. It was 5.30 p.m. Okay. This is the love of God, people. This car could have broken down anywhere else. I would have had to call AAA, have it towed, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was just, so it, God had it break down right in front of my boyfriend. My boyfriend gives out, it's the alternator. He immediately says, we're going to have to get a new alternator. I'll put it in right now, you know? And so we call up AutoZone, we get the alternator. He pays for the alternator because it's not in my budget. I just spent like three grand on um, both cars and, you know, it just wasn't in the budget and I have to pay the taxes. That's the main thing on my mind right now. So once again, the enemy's trying to attack my finances and I'm like, okay, Lord, and I'm a tither. I give my tithe and my offerings and I do it cheerfully and I do it with love and I do it in honor of God. So it's not giving tithes out of necessity, right, or grudgingly. I cheerfully give my tithe. I do it with love, and I do it with faith and I, and honor to God. So I'm like, okay, God, I, I got to grow up, and I got to keep pushing through this. I thought about it, and I said, this is a God moment. This is God showing His love. 
you know, um, my boyfriend not only paid for the alternator, fixed everything. Of course, if you threw his labor in there, you're talking about $700. And it was fixed immediately. I mean, within, within a few hours, I had a new alternator. Um, thank God AutoZone done closed at 9 p.m. I did miss taping at the studio. I did um, miss Bible study. But I got the car in order and the family has transportation. And so that's an example of the love of God. I know that Joyce Myers was talking about she's all of a sudden now she's into coconut cream pie. And I love coconut cream pie, too. And she said that now, you know, she's always looking for coconut cream pie. Everywhere she goes now, she's looking for coconut cream pie. And so they went somewhere to eat, and guess what? It was just another city, another town. Um, she didn't know the area. They had never been there before. And the lady comes out with the coconut cream pie, not for her, but for someone else. But Joyce knew, Joyce Meyer knew that was God because that was a desire of our heart. So we need to keep our eyes on the little things around us, which shows the love of God. It's not a coincidence that my car broke down right in front of my boyfriend's um, storage facility. It's not an accident that Joyce Meyer got our favorite coconut cream pie. So we need to Keep our minds focused on the love of God, that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, Christ Jesus, for the forgiveness of our sins. I mean, Jesus was the most precious human being on the planet to God. It was his son. The Holy Spirit implanted the word of God into the wound of Mary. So, Father, God the Father himself was Jesus' father. Joseph was his stepfather and a great stepfather. He protected Jesus. He protected Mary. He taught Jesus a trade. It was wonderful. But we have to pay attention. But if you, if you meditate and think about how much God loves you, how much he cares about you, how, what the great plans he has for you, if you keep your mind thinking about those things, especially when you screw up, which I do a lot, um, you will start radiating the love of God. And in radiating the love of God, it is the, it is the perfect environment for the faith of God. So when you are thinking about the love of God and you're hearing the word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And when you become a doer of the word, because God, you know what belief means? I told you, you get into the next stage, which is the soul realm, right? So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So faith is radiating already in our spirit man, in our spirit woman right now. And this faith is so powerful that it could change the entire universe, right? So this faith is radiating, pulsating in our spirit. It's sealed by the Holy Spirit himself. But we need to take that same word now and start incubating our souls, incubating our souls, meditating and chewing like a cow 
on that word. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Everything I eat and drink is for the glory of God. Oh, the Barak, the blessings of the Lord, maketh me rich, enriches me, makes me wealthy, waxes me wealthy, waxes me rich, waxes me wealthy. And Daddy God, you have as no toil, no sorrow, no pain, no sweat, no tears to his Barak. The favor of God is upon me. The unprecedented, unmerited, immeasurable, limitless favor of God is on me because I am the righteousness of God in and through Christ Jesus, through his holy blood. And with the favor of God, I have unprecedented favor, promotion. Oh, yes, promotion comes from the Lord, not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. Daddy God, you have He is the judge. He is the one that puts one down and lifts up another. Yes, 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 lifts up another unprecedented favor of God. God does what another one of my great words I like to meditate on is God does um, exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we could ask or think according to the power, the power of the Lord Christ Jesus, the power of the love of the Lord Christ Jesus, the power that is in us, our soul realm, right? Our spirit realm. Oh, yes. Above all, God wants us to prosper and be in good health. And we will prosper as our soul prospers. Whoops, as our soul prospers. Did you hear that? So we must meditate on that word. Meditate on it. Chew on it like a cow. Chew and chew and chew until we get to the saturation point. Until we get to the tipping point. And we have belief. We believe. And when you have belief along with faith, you're going to see manifestations of what you're what you're asking God for. And guess what? Belief, God's definition of belief is different from what we in our day and age think of belief. Belief for God is doing, being a doer of the word. That's right. That's the other secret part. Being a doer of the word. God showed me a long time ago, it was like a white seed, a kernel, and you cracked it open when you did or doer, and golden, golden light radiated out of it. Golden power radiated out of radiated out of it. That's how it's different. You can sit and sit and listen and listen, but if you're not a doer of the word, if you don't apply that word in your life, you will have no power. And we need We need the second baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need to be immersed in the ocean, not just drinking the bottle of water. We need to be immersed in the ocean of God's love, of God's love for us. And as we emerge ourselves, we surround ourselves in, in this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we can walk in love, loving, loving our enemies, loving one another, loving our spouses, and loving ourselves. Love, love, love. There's nothing more powerful than love, and we get tested on it every day. Every day, we must love. 
And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can radiate the, the agape love of Christ Jesus, the agape love of Daddy God, Yuhei Vahe, the agape love of Lord God, Holy Spirit, Ruha Kadash. So, this is it. This is what the enemy wanted to stop me from saying, stop me from teaching. And it is powerful. It is awesome. The love, the love, the love of God. And you'll see it all around you. You'll notice things. When you start thinking and thinking about the love of God, you will notice the love of God in every aspect of your life. You know, I had a real dilemma. I had a, a problem yesterday and I I was like, okay, God, I'm not going to be offended. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. That's one of the things that Godfather talks about was preemptive forgiveness to forgive in advance. And I, I walked in that yesterday and I was not offended. I did not get angry because you do not know the motivation of why people do what they do. And they frankly don't have to tell you. But you, but what you can do is love them. You can trust them and you can trust them and say they're, they are a good person and they must have a good reason why they're not doing something. And so I, Went to bed and I meditated on the word and I asked God for his wisdom, his insight, his understanding, his knowledge, the spirit of the Lord, the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of might and counsel, the sermon of spirits. I asked for all of that and I said, God, I need a solution. And in the middle of the night, I woke up with solutions and I kept texting these solutions to my student until we came up with a solution to her problem so that she could graduate on time. And I was happy. I was happy for her. I was happy that it was done. And guess what? I had no animosity. I had was not angry with anyone. I just went on and moved forward with my life. It's it's um it's a powerful thing to get a rhema word of God, a revelatory word of God that will radically, radically change your life. And this word, if you heed it, if you can hear it, and then with the help of the Holy Spirit and be a doer of it, you will radically, radically change your life. Another door of opportunity has opened up to me. And um, my pastor, Pastor Steve Dow and Yvonne Dow has um, given me permission now to do teachings on tithings, on offerings and giving. And this teaching is going to take place after right now. Um, Dr. Akia Fields is teaching. And as soon as her teaching ends within a few weeks, I will be teaching. So stay tuned. I'll let you know about that. And the reason why and this is coming out of meditating on love. And the reason why I think God has pressed, put this on my heart to start teaching on, and this will be at my church, All Nations Church in Tallahassee, Florida, and it's located near Fun Station and the, um, let's see, um, Fun Station and what's another good landmark? Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so, yeah, so. I'll be teaching on that, but one of the urgencies that's coming up in my spirit 
is that there's going to be a cataclysmic, cataclysmic event. And the finances are going to have to be on taken to a supernatural level. And what I mean by supernatural level, I mean that you should be able to lay down on the floor and ask for money, which I've done. I was in a real dire straits when I was working on my dissertation and raising my two children and didn't have very much money. And I got on the floor and I worshiped God. I worshiped God and I said, God, I, I need your help. And the next day, God gave me $5,000. I worshiped God another time in my life and God gave me $38,000. I worshiped God and I've seen God come through over and over again. Yesterday, my car was totally repaired within hours and God took care of everything through his, through his vessel my boyfriend, right? So it's, it's, um, it's remarkable that God is really putting, pressing this on my heart to teach about. And I know I'm segueing from how to divorce proof your marriage, but I'm going to get into a little bit later that's coming up about finances and how finances are very critical that we have our finances are balanced and we're in one accord about our finances. Um, to, in order to divorce proof our marriage because finances is one of the number one enemies, um, debt and things like that to marriages. So I think that it is very timely that God now has me teaching at my church shortly on tithing, on offerings and on giving. And they're all three different things. And so they all have a very, very important to what's about to happen. And we need to be position to operate in the supernatural when it comes to our finances, you know, and I'll give you a supernatural, for example, Andrew Womack, and he basically talks about how the Lord, they had some stocks and the Lord told Jamie and was confirmed with Tim that they had to move their stocks out now. They didn't know anything about what's going on in the market and they did and the market crashed Soon after they moved their stock, their money out of the stock, then God said, go put put it back in here. And they, they had, when everybody else was losing money, they were making money. Um, I've already told you about the things that have happened to me in the supernatural when it comes to finances. And so I, it is so clear to me that we need to be in position to operate in the supernatural when it comes to finances because God is going to do the great wealth transfer. It's already started from the wicked to the righteous. And he's not going to give money to go to the talents, the one talent, the two talents, and the five talents. He's not going to give money to the one talent person because they haven't been a good steward. So if you when it when if you're not positioned to tithe and tithing can't be preached. Tithing has to be taught. When I got the revelation, and of course I ran with it because that's one of the things I have, is that I am a doer. When I when God shows me something, shares something with me, then I immediately become a doer of the word. And I never forget I was in um a cousin's home in Los Angeles and they were members of Andre Crouch's um, church. And I was raised Roman Catholic. 
So I didn't even know who Andre Crouch was. But um, obviously the, one of the elders had heard me in the kitchen at the kitchen on sitting at the kitchen table talking about the revelation God had given me about tithing. And next thing you know, he invited me to talk about tithing at Andre Crouch's church. And his, his father was alive at the time, Andre, Andre Crouch Sr. So his father was alive at the time. And Andre Crouch, um, you know, it was just, I didn't really know. But he said, oh, the father looked at me and he, he has, his wife had passed. And he said he had saw his wife. So I knew he was transitioning also. And he said, yes, we want you to talk about tithing. So I didn't know a lot about Protestant religions, but I did know that, you know, I didn't expect a major, you know, I was sitting in the back, you know, with my cousin. And the next thing you know, these two men came down from the altar with their, um, and picked me up and brought me up to the, and put me in a pulpit. And I gave a brief, um, explanation of tithes and offerings and, and, it was so, it was not very long and it was so anointed that, um, it was the largest outpouring of tithing and offering in the history of the church at that time. And so, you know, it's just, so I expect the same thing to happen at my church, All Nation Church, because the history of the church is less than, Less than 20% and probably less than that, probably less than 15% of the body of Christ tithe. And tithing is not an option. It's a command, but you can't do it grudgingly. You got, you can't do it out of necessity or it makes it ineffective and inactive. And I'll get into that later. And why is that important? Because it can impact your marriage. And so to the more, more to the point, I will not marry. Any man that doesn't tithe, tithing is important. So, I'm glad I got an opportunity to once again reiterate and talk about faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God and it's activated by being a doer and that when we hear the word of God over and over again, it, it creates faith in our spirit realm and we're sealed by the Holy Spirit and and then we meditate on it, we chew on it, and and we chew on it until it becomes belief. And belief in God terms is, if you love me, you will do, you will obey my commandments, right? So you are a doer. You become a doer of the word that you heard. You'll become a doer of the word that you learned. You've become a doer of the word. And once that happens, once your soul reaches that saturation point, that tipping point, it becomes transparent like glass. And the spirit can, the Shekinah glory of God, the, 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 the power of God, the resurrection power of God, goes through the spirit, penetrates and permeates and goes through the soul, healing your mind, healing your emotions, healing your will, making your will in alignment with God's will, where you will do what you see the Father do. And you will what? You will say what you hear your Father say. And then it radiates into your body, healing your body. And then your hands touch other people and they're healed your words touch other people and their souls are 
I guess, refreshed and renewed. Oh, yes. And then you become a living instrument, a vessel for the Lord, where you radiate the goodness of God. And everywhere you go and everyone you touch, everyone you touch, you bring the love of God, the power of God, the goodness of God in their lives. I don't want to end this broadcast without saying Romans um, 10, 9. And Romans 10, 9 says this. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you once again for joining me on 94.1 FM Wave 94 for Into the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis.